Welcome to Missionize with the Missions Guys, a podcast of the Arkansas Baptist State Convention, offering biblical and practical insight and strategies designed to equip and encourage missions leaders to carry on mission work. The goal is to fulfill the Great Commission from a church's local community to the ends of the earth. That is why we missionize. Now here are your hosts, the Missions Guys, Sam Roberts and Clint Ritchie. Good morning and welcome to episode four of Missionize. I am Clint Ritchie here with my co-host and team leader, Dr. Sam Roberts, and we are honored that you would join us uh, for this episode as we discuss knowing and loving your community. Yeah. Hey, Clint. Uh, Today's a big day, man. Today's Valentine's Day, the day of love. I'm, I'm really hoping that whoever's listening this morning has heard that today is Valentine's Day before today. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm hoping that right now you're not going, oh, my, I've got to get to the store. Uh, I've, I've, I haven't even thought about this. I've been uh, doing all this other church stuff, and uh, thanks for the reminder. Hey, you're welcome. Uh, now, Clint, how, how long have you and Jennifer been married? We are almost 20 years. Awesome. Years in May. Awesome. Big, uh, big anniversary coming up. Um, what, how, how, how do you know what to get Jennifer for Valentine's Day? Well, I started off asking her, and she would say, <laughs> oh, don't get me anything. And I found out that really wasn't true. <laughs> uh, then I asked my kids for some suggestions, and they are not really is as good. What I found out, though, is that as the years have added up and through investing and getting to know my spouse better each year, I really don't have to ask her what to get her. I already know yeah. what she wants. Hey, that's great, man. Uh, and uh, I, I've learned the same thing, that, that the, the longer you're married, the longer you're in that relationship, hopefully the more you know your spouse. And it doesn't become that struggle. Now, um, I, I, I think that kind of leads into where we, we want our discussion to go th- this morning. Um, you know, when, when I'm teaching uh, discipleship, uh, when, when I was leading a church and uh, any type of discipleship would, would, would begin with our, uh, our relationship that we have with God, um, and, uh, you know, the more that I know God, the more I love God. A- and the more I love God, the more I want to know God. I think it was Robbie Gallaty in one of his books that, that shared that thought. Uh, and, and I think that's equally true for the community where we serve as pastors. The, the more we know our community— the more we love our community. And the more we find ourselves loving our community, then the more we want to dig in deeper to know our community even more. Because the knowledge of our community has that incredible effect upon the love that we have for our community. So uh, as we're thinking about that, uh, you know, we, we've said that we want our, uh, our podcast to be based in Scripture. 
uh, and have a foundation there in, in the Word of God because we do believe that this is important for uh, the mission task, for missionize, doing the work of a missionary or the influence that we have in, in mission work. Um, it is based upon Scripture. So as you think through Scripture and, and this whole uh, thought of knowing and loving your community, what, what, what's, a, what's a passage, what's a story that comes to mind for you? Well, I think just the reminder that real faith works where we live. And you see that in Mark chapter 5 in the story of Legion. Okay. Uh, you know, at the end, after Jesus has cast the demons out into the pigs and people are amazed, they want Jesus to leave. They're, they would rather deal with this odd demon-possessed man than with Jesus. Jesus is getting into the boat, and Legion comes up to him and begs, Scripture says, begs to go with him. And Jesus surprisingly tells him no. I mean, Legion is asking to be a disciple. Yeah, And yeah. he tells him no, but the reason is, go home to your own people, he tells him. Oh, that's And tell cool. them what the Lord has done for you. And we see then that that's what Legion did. Mark gives that, that little footnote there, that he went and began to tell them to the capitalists what the Lord had done in his life. And even you go ahead and you know, spread or speed up to Acts, and you see... Uh, the apostles go into places where they find Gentile places where they find believers, and you can trace their lineage back to Legion and his obedience to living out his faith at home. Oh, that's that's cool. That that's uh, I don't know if I've ever thought of that as a mission story, uh, but that's 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 a great story. Um, you know, when when I read through Scripture, of course, uh, that that one passage that sticks out to me. It is a story of the Good Samaritan, um, and of course we 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 all have preached on that multiple times. We we know that story, um, and I find it interesting in that story uh, that it begins when someone asks Jesus, "Who is my neighbor?" Because Jesus has just told them to love your neighbor, and he wants to know, well, who is the neighbor? Define for me, you know. Um, and so Jesus tells this story of the Good Samaritan, and by the end of the story, the, the question is changed. Not, not so much, who is my neighbor, but am I being a neighbor uh, to those in my vicinity where, where I live, where I travel? Uh, and, and so I think both of those, uh, those texts speak uh, powerfully uh, to this topic that we're going to discuss today on knowing and loving your community. Uh, now, as we came on board, each of us, as we came on board at the Arkansas Baptist State Convention, uh, the, the first position that I had here, our title, was community mission strategist. Uh, that's, that's a position that Clint now holds, uh, as I've assumed the lead, uh, the, the lead position on the team. Uh, and I think there's a reason there because, you know, as we look back over our pastoral experience, uh, community missions has been in, in, so important for us. I mean, it's been a a major uh, major piece uh, in um, in our leadership within the local church uh, in and knowing and loving the community. So uh, let, let's talk just a little bit, Clint, about uh, you know what why that's important. And let me just make a statement and get you to. Uh, to, to respond to this and react to it. Uh, pastors, as you're listening, here, here, here's what I think. Uh, I think that 
the pastor needs to know his community better than anybody else in that community. What do you think about that, Clint? My first response is amen. <laughs> uh, you know, is when a church calls you to be their pastor, yes, you are, you're called to shepherd that flock, but that church is in a community. And pastored three churches, and every single one of them, when they called me, would say, we want to reach our community. We want you to provide the leadership yeah. to engage our community. Uh, they weren't doing that prior to. Mm-hmm. They didn't, in a sense, really know how to do that. And not that I had all the answers, but a new set of eyes, a fresh perspective coming in, just beginning to drive around town and look at your community, getting to know people, as we talked about in a couple episodes before. Uh, you're discovering the needs, and you can't lead your church to engage your community if you don't know your community better than anybody else. Yeah, I, th- I think that's so important. Uh, that, that's been the strategy that I've used. That's that philosophy, that uh, understanding of ministry as, as I've gone into uh, four different locations to, to serve as a pastor from uh, a rural, bivocational you know, type, type of a, a student a seminary church uh, to an inner city church, then coming back to Arkansas to a, um, a, another rural county seat uh, college town uh, church, and then uh, finally at, at, at Stuttgart. Um, and every community is different, but there's always uh, those similarities, those commonalities, uh, but something that is similar in each of those for us as pastors is that uh, to be effective in that community, we got to know the community. Uh, I, I mean, there's there's no way about it. Uh, so, um, you know, that, that guy that comes to a new community and decides that he's going to spend the time in the office and only in the office and only with the church— um, how, how does that impact his effectiveness uh, in, in gospel ministry within the community? I mean, I think the community, it, even, even the community that, that is not connected to a church, expects the pastor to be in the community. Uh, yeah. You know, especially if you're in a smaller town, when it's known when the church gets a new pastor, uh, they're expecting to see that person. And when they don't, they're commenting on that to the church. And the church is usually commenting on that to each other as well. Uh, you know, you, you've got to get out of, out of the office. You've got to, again, as we talked about, getting to know some key people, but just simply getting to know the, the people, all the people, and identifying the needs that exist and ways that you can meet those needs and meet those needs with the gospel. Yeah, awesome. Um, you know, uh, many Arkansas Baptist uh, pastors and, and other leaders were introduced maybe to a, a new voice uh, that they hadn't heard before uh, during econ, uh, Mark Clifton. Yes. Uh, Clifton knocked it out of the park, man. Uh, I followed him for a couple of years and just really enjoy the, the podcast that he has uh, on replanting and revitalizing. Um, and uh, he does something on a, on, on a Monday as well called Mondays with Mark, I think, through Facebook, uh, just a, 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 a more brief yeah, you know, uh, d- discussion that he has there with a question or a concern or whatever it may be. Uh, it, it's great stuff. But uh, in his book, Reclaiming the Glory, uh, which I would encourage our pastors, if you don't have that book, hey, grab it. It's, it's, it's awesome. Uh, he, here's a quote from Clifton. 
He says, for many neighborhoods around our continent, local churches are the ever-present physical reminder of who God is. You talk about the why of knowing the community and loving the community. I, I think there it is because the, the church is that ever-present physical reminder, not the building, the people, of who God is. That's right. I mean, again, go back to Legion. To The Lord left evidence of his presence there. The people only gone. But they're going to have a reminder that he was there. Ooh, come on. And the same come is on. true for us. As, oh, that's as going to preach. Maybe this next Sunday. Well, don't steal my <laughs> sermon. Uh, hey, Dr. Stan, let's make a couple of acknowledgments as, as we okay. move forward. I think one of those, as we think of our communities, is to acknowledge that our communities are changing. Yeah. They're yeah. always, wherever you are, it may be changing in a negative sense, in a decline. It can be addition. Uh, if you have any sort of multifamily housing in your community, there is a constant change of that. Uh, that demographic is always moving. Uh, apartments, those things, there's constant turnover in that. So our communities are always changing. Uh, one of the trends post-COVID that uh, really surprised me is that a lot of people are moving into Arkansas. Yeah. And they're not just Northwest Arkansas, but uh, people are, are Googling small towns with good schools yeah. and towns in Arkansas are popping up and families are moving here. Uh, matter of fact, the Arkansas Department of Finance and Administration says that the, the top five uh, driver's license uh, of new people are from Texas, California, Missouri, Oklahoma, and Florida. Wow. So people are actually, I mean, we can say they're not coming. They are coming to Arkansas. And so what are they bringing with them as they come? But they're bringing a whole lot of stuff. Some are bringing baggage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're, they're bringing a, any sort of, of a church connection or lack thereof that they have. Uh, and they're bringing a spiritual need ultimately. Yeah. And, and so how is that? The, and, and like we said, like you said, and, and true, it, it's not just in one area of the state. This is happening all over our state. And so that's changing communities. Uh, as yeah. new people come in, over time that community changes. The needs may change. The people change. And I think, it, think it's a, a brilliant point here, that, that acknowledgement that, yeah, hey, Pastor, don't, don't get content and satisfied and say, hey, I know the community. Because yeah. your community is always changing. That's right. Yeah. And so, again, I think it comes back when you go into a place, you're getting to know it, but you've got to constantly get to know it. Like we talked about earlier, the you know, getting to know your spouse. The longer you're married, the more you know. Hey, a second acknowledgement is that your church community may not reflect your community, mm. the community around it. Mm. A lot of our communities have changed, and our churches really stay the same. Um, and why do you think that is as we look at that? Yeah. Hey, uh, one, one thing that I've noticed, Clint, uh, in, in, in the various areas that, that I've had the privilege to, to serve, uh, and as I've talked to, to pastors as well, but especially with my own experience, you know, when, when I go into a community and I, and I began to, to think of those folks that I need to know, you know, knowing the community, uh, I, I think we, I've always approached it that there are three groups of people 
that, that I really need to know. First of all, as we've said, we, we, we need to know uh, the church. Uh, those are relationships we develop uh, that, that we strengthen over the years. Uh, that may also involve, hey, uh, hanging out with our church members. Maybe we go in, uh, to their place of employment uh, and we hang out with them, we talk to them, we pray with them. Well, what we discover is a second group of people, and that's the people that are not in our church but our members know. And so there, there's, a, there's a second group. But, but here's what I've also discovered, that there are, there's a third group, and, and that's the folks in the community that don't attend the church, not part of the, your church, nor do your church members know them. Nobody has a connection with them. Yeah. Uh, and, and so... You know, it, it's important for us to, to realize that in any community, the, the possibility exists, like you said, and it's probably a probability in majority of our churches that, that our church may not reflect the composition of the community. Uh, and so we begin to ask those questions about, you know, why is that the case? And what can we do? Because, you know, you want the gospel, you want the effectiveness of the church to to touch everyone in the community in, in some way. So let's talk a little bit here about the how, uh, the how of knowing uh, the, the, the community and knowing the community well. Uh, where do you think that begins, Clint? I think it begins with you loving your church. And that that is a an issue of contentment in a sense that you're going to put down roots that you're going to to invest in that church and therefore invest in that community uh you want to stay there uh you're going to you know always not be looking for greener pastures but simply you want to love your church and as a byproduct of that you're going to love your community okay yeah yeah um i i, I think we can also add that uh, another how is that you you just invest yourself as as a pastor uh, and immerse yourself in the community. Uh, you become involved. You find ways of, of being involved. You, you attend uh, those community meetings, those community events. Uh, you know, we, we're, 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 we're talking primarily in the context of Arkansas Baptist, and, you know, Friday night's an incredible night in the fall, isn't it? That's right. Uh, what, what do we have? Hey, you got the sporting events. You got Friday night football. Uh, uh, you know the high school event, so you you involve yourself there, but maybe also like in a, a school board meeting or uh, a, a, a council meeting or I- any of those sort of things as well. Um, there, there's always opportunities of, of volunteering. You know, uh, both of us have done that uh, for uh, schools. Um, maybe uh, it's some kind of mentoring program that is there, or may, maybe it's coaching. You know, youth sports, uh, which we've both done. Uh, guess what? You get to meet a lot of parents there uh, and have some impact and hopefully some influence in that area. Um, per- personally for me, uh, it, in each of the communities where, where we've served, we, we've made it a point to shop locally, you know, to get to know those business owners and uh, those who shop there, uh, to, to, to have that opportunity of interacting with them and going back to those same places 
you know, over and over. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, even today, uh, we go back to Stuttgart at least once a month when, when Martha has to get the hair done, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, uh, and, yeah. and, and that became part of her life. Those are relationships that she has that she developed there. Uh, and, and so those sort of things are, are very important. Um, I think you, you, we're not talking about adding a whole lot extra. It's yeah, just yeah, the yeah. rhythms of life. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, again, you talk about you know, coaching youth sports. I mean, I had two kids you know, last church that were playing softball in the community. I coached the teams. That wasn't adding on anything. I was going to be there anyway. Sure. Kids were going to be involved, and I look and see them. You know, the kids, the families I baptized, uh, you know, through those connections, the funerals I did with families that didn't have any sort of a church connection. I was able to be their pastor during that time. So I I want guys to hear us not saying you add on stuff. It's just in the rhythm of life, you're focused on building relationships. Yeah, and and I think we want pastors to, to hear us say, Hey, it's important how you act in those situations as well. You know, uh, let's not start meddling <laughs> here. Uh, well, I'll I'll go ahead and meddle a little bit in my own life. Uh, you know, one one of the things that I got involved in, I've always loved sports, loved softball, and so always played softball except for the last few years. Uh, and and I learned a valuable lesson one night while playing softball in one of the communities that you're very familiar with where I almost got kicked out of a game <laughs> because of my attitude. I was so competitive, uh, and I learned real quick, man, there are a lot of people here who are that know that I'm the pastor of the church. This is not good because I need to reflect Jesus. I need to reflect the gospel. Uh, so, yeah, let's remember that as well. What else you got there? I mean, I think it goes back to our previous episode uh, where we just talked about being intentional and who we need to know in our community, those leaders. I won't rehash that. But I think it's also important, get to know people's names. Yeah. Don't just know them by their position. You know, people are going to refer to you as preacher all over town. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you get to know their name, that's personal. Again, not not to continue to beat it it to death, but go back to the story of Legion. Jesus asked him, what's your name? Jesus wanted to be personal with him. Yeah. And good, that's good, a good. different level of relationship when you're getting to know the names of people as well. Uh, I would also add, you know, just to, you know, as you're, again, the rhythms of life is your walk, you know, if you walk in your community or, or, you know, for those guys that are a little weird and run, uh, you know, use that time to, to prayer walk, to prayer run. Uh, you know, I would, as a pastor, I would take time, just get out of the office and just drive a section of my community and pray for the, people that I knew there and for needs that I would see just as I drove around. So again, it's, it's in that rhythm, the regular rhythm of life. Uh, and, and we have to know our community going back to that. Uh, what's the importance of, of knowing the demographics? Tell them how they can get a demographic yeah, report. Yeah. Uh, hey, there's a lot of information guys that's available to you about the composition of your community, about who lives there, you know, the, the ages, the, uh, the incomes, the, uh, e- even religious affiliation. Um, if you need that information, we can get that information for you. All, all you've got to do is uh, e- email, uh, call the office, uh, talk to Miracle, our administrative assistant, uh, and she can get that information for you within just a matter of days. Um, and, and then ca- kind of go through that, read through it. Uh, you, 
we have two different studies. We've got what's called a ring study that has a lot of uh, statistics, percentages, but we also uh, have a partnership with NAM uh, where we can get more of a detailed on uh, the types of people that live in your community. Uh, and that gives you an idea of how you can serve them, how you can know them, how you can love them. Now, I, I'm, I'm going to put, put a caution out here. Uh, don't, don't rely just on those demographics, though, okay? Uh, demographics are, are, are great, uh, but, but don't let the demographics be the final thing. You've still got to get into the community to personally know the folks. We also offer what we call a community needs assessment. Uh, uh, and I can explain that later on. Uh, we, we won't take the time to go through that. But uh, that's just a process where leaders in the church uh, can go into the community, find out from community leaders what are the needs that they are facing, uh, that they've identified, and then the church come back together uh, to determine how can we meet these needs. So, you know, the, the thing is, uh, Clint, as, as we know the community, then we can love the community more effectively. Uh, we, we begin to realize what the real needs are instead of those perceived needs. You know, every community is going to be different. So it's important to discover what those real needs are. And as we do, that helps us to develop a strategy on how are, are we going to lead the church to loving the community. Uh, so so let, let's talk a little bit there, okay? All right. So I think one of the things to think about uh, is to, to look at events. You know, we, we talk a whole lot about doing personal ministry, uh, but to consider that in a lot of our communities, there's maybe nothing to do. I mean, we pastored yeah. in those communities. Yeah, I yeah, grew up yeah. in one. You know, you sit around bored. You can only circle Sonic so many times as a teenager. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the a service that you offer can be an outlet for folks in your community to get them to participate in activities that they normally don't get to participate in. So that's events like a block party, like a wild game dinner, um, you know, an opportunity for you, a, a family movie night, just to get to know people, to build relationships. And as you're doing that, look for opportunities to share the gospel. Yeah. Uh, and, and so I, I would add to that, to, to, to say this, what, what, whatever the strategy you develop for loving your community, uh, meeting those needs, uh, ju just keep this in mind. Uh, and, and hear me out on this, okay? The, the, the reason that you serve your community is not primarily to get people in the church. Yeah, yeah we, we all want to share the gospel. And yes, we all believe uh, in the importance of the local church. Uh, and we believe that's the best way for lives to be transformed. Uh, for us to get to know God, love God, serve God. Uh, but you serve the community to get the people of your church into the lives of people in the community because it's only then that the community is going to see the real picture of Jesus and who he is. Go going back to Mark Clifton, uh, I've, I've got one other real quick quote I want to share here, and then we'll wrap our time up together. Uh, Clifton wrote this. He said, dying churches often mistakenly assume the community is there for them. They see the community as a resource from which they can grow, when in fact they need to understand that the truth is just the opposite. The community is not there for the church. The church is there for the community. 
The fact that the community doesn't respond is ultimately seen by the dying church as a problem within the community rather than a problem with the church. And I say, ouch, that, that hurts. It's to the point, but it's true. So let, let's wrap this up, uh, Clint. And if you, if you would, let, let's share some, uh, some, some takeaways, some important things from this episode that we hope uh, people have heard and they can take uh, and, and discuss in other, cir- uh, other circles uh, with leadership of the church um, uh, other pastors. What do, what do you got? Well, first of all, I think it goes out saying, I, I hope that people can sense our passion and uh, just the desire we have to, to help Arkansas Baptist engage our communities. And uh, so love to continue to have this conversation with folks. Uh, but I just want to challenge pastors uh, that you're the one that models knowing and loving your community. That a church's perception of its community is going to be based upon your perception. The church's motivation to reach its community is going to be based upon your motivation. Mm. Uh, there's a quote I, I share often now on where it originated from. I, I saw it just wasting time on Facebook one day. And it was that we can look at our culture the way Jonah looked at Nineveh or the way Jesus looked at Jerusalem. Wow. Now, another I think can, ouch yes, moment. Yes, another one. I think you take that word culture, you can put community, you can put mm. people in there. We can look at our communities, we can look at people the way Jonah looked at Nineveh with condemnation or the way that Jesus looked at Jerusalem with compassion. And as we look upon our communities with compassion, people are going to catch that and they're going to begin to follow that. And let's be honest that maybe somebody's listening and says, man, you don't, you really don't know my community. The needs are so overwhelming here. Uh, I just encourage you start somewhere, you know, prioritize what you can do with what you have regardless of how small you may think that number is, start small. And if you have to start alone, just mm. do something. Yeah. And let us not forget, final takeaway is the greatest need that people have is the gospel. So mm. whatever you're doing and serving in your community, go back to the why and remember God's at the center of that and share his story. Yeah, that's, that's, that's great. Uh, takeaways from from this episode. Hey, real quickly as we close out here, want to remind you uh, that of Serve Local uh, Spring Outreach Emphasis. Um, and, and it's coming up in just just a couple of weeks. Um, we we have an incredible resource uh, that we would love to make available to you. It's called 100 or More Ways to to Serve Your Community. Uh, we put this together during uh, COVID time when we came up with this idea of. Uh, of Serve Local. Uh, so please let us know uh, if you need that. Uh, it's available on our website. We'd love to get that to you. Uh, and, and let me just uh, say thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. Uh, get out there and get get that uh, Valentine's Day gift for your, uh, for your spouse uh, and join us uh, here in a couple of weeks for our next episode. We're going to talk about big mission in seemingly unimportant places. And we're going to have two guests with us who are pastors in the Delta. Hope that you join us then. Thanks for joining the Missions Guys today. If you liked what you heard, rate and review us on your favorite podcasting platform. And to keep up with what is happening in Arkansas Missions, visit absc.org slash missions.